welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. My name's Phil Nason, also known as The Flash. He's David Hess, and we're here to talk NBA hoops with you tonight. What's up, Hess? Not a lot. Just uh, looking over the slate for the day. All right, yeah. Look at the Cavaliers, by the way. They're up 41-32. to 32. I told everyone not to take the 76ers tonight. I hope they listened. <laughs> I faded the game. I, pro- um, I did as well. I was going to go actually, to the you know game, what? actually. I think I have Tobias Harris tonight. I don't remember. I made the lineup at like 5 o'clock. All right. I see. <laughs> I've got this thing here. I'm, I'm playing in the showdown. And I had Tristan Thompson as my captain in one of my lineups. I got Embiid in both of them, though. But he's 98% owned, so I don't think I'll have a hard time. But we have a <laughs> Thursday slate, 98% owned in the in the, uh, showdown. That's ridiculous. 58% is the captain. And he just went to the locker room. And they have a game tomorrow night, correct? They do against the New York they Knicks. Do. What do you want to bet Mr. Embiid doesn't play tomorrow night? I hope so. You hope he plays or doesn't? I hope he doesn't. Why don't? Why do I you was, hope that? Because I will smash Julius Randle in there for seventy eight hundred over and over and over and over and over again. Right. <laughs> See, I'm a Knicks fan. I fade the Knicks usually, including Julius Randle. But this is a four game slate. Already, we have LeBron James is out. Damian Lillard is out. Ben Simmons is out. Steph Curry might play, but I don't think so. Um, he's listed as out. We don't have anybody else major listed as out. Of course, uh, Anthony Davis is listed as questionable, which is usually the case with him. What is your game? What game do you like the best on this slate? Uh, I think it's actually Sacramento, Oklahoma City. Okay. Um, Guards have been a really good spot against the Thunder recently. Uh, I don't know if Chris Paul is just off of his game. Uh, SGA has always been a spot to attack. Steven Adams has always been a spot to attack. Um, Sacramento is one of the slowest teams in the league, so that they're going to get a nice little pace bump in the game. Um, I think that the game will go overlooked, even though it's a four-game slate, because people are going to want Anthony Davis and Sabanis and um, guys like that. So I think maybe stacking um, Fox, Chris Paul, um, Harry Giles, Maybe even Alex Lynn. I haven't looked at the center options yet, um, but I just I think there's a lot of really good underpriced pieces in that game that you can base your lineup around, and then still pay up for Anthony Davis later on in the night. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I, I don't know about that game only because Oklahoma City does play better at home. They play better defense at home. Sacramento's not exactly the best road team. Um, Chris Paul's a good defender. I think he's just kind of. Hanging back on his heels, he's been like he's he's kind of been off since uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. He hasn't been the same. Who knows what's going to go on there? But the guy I like from that game though is uh, Gilgis Alexander. I like him at seventy four hundred. I think he's in an absolute smash spot at home, and I think they're going to catch Sacramento sleeping. Um, my thing with um, SGA is that he kind of caps out at. 45 fantasy points mm-hmm. um you know he hits there pretty frequently i guess but he very rarely gets in the 50s um so on a um pure point 
slate, you know, the, the smaller games you get, the more that raw points matters. Um, I kind of think that at 7,400, I'd want more upside with somebody like De'Aaron Fox, who can get you those 60-point games at the same price. Yeah, but he's not going to do that against Oklahoma City. I don't know. I, I stacked against Chris Paul a couple of days ago, um, I think with Donovan Mitchell. I, I, that might be wrong. And he got 60. <laughs> yeah, but Donovan Mitchell's a lot better than De'Aaron Fox. Oh, I don't know. I, I like De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I know that you do, but Donovan Mitchell's an all-star. Fox is never going to be an all-star. Never. Mm. Never. <laughs> His time has passed him by already, and he's a young guy. He's overlooked. He plays for Sacramento. Sacramento's a dumpster fire, right? Yeah, I think he could be an all-star if he leaves. Yeah, but he's got a long way to go, and he'll have to get in the right situation. But that's down the road five years from now, right? Because he's going to sign it. He's going to sign an extension as soon as he gets a chance, and he's going to be locked in Sacramento for the next four years, probably. Maybe because he has to. He's not good enough to gamble on his on his money. And Sacramento's a sure thing. I mean, I mean, this is a business too. And I know that guys make dumb decisions and they leave when they shouldn't and they lose out and they end up getting less money. But no one can pay him more and no one can give him more than Sacramento. He stays there, I think. I'm pretty sure he will. I mean, I don't think he's stupid. And how much pressure could you absolutely have in Sacramento? Not very much. I mean, I, I don't remember the last time Sacramento was a good team. I do. This is a long time ago. They had a guy named Chris Weber on their team, and they were pretty good. They And they had uh, Vladi Divac was on that team. Um, let me see who else. I can't remember who else. But at the end of the day, they were very good. People talked about them all the time. Now we only talk bad about them. I mean, look at them. But when you look at this game, you've got Oklahoma City and Sacramento. Is there anybody else that you're interested in from Sacramento before we uh, talk about the uh, Thunder blunder? Um, I mean, I have a lot of interest in a lot of their main guys. Harrison Barnes is always cheap with a 40-point upside ceiling. Mm -hmm. um, Bijelica's really fallen down. He hasn't had a big game in a while, so he's come all the way down. He's 5,300. Um, Baysmore has been seeing minutes. I mean, he's up to 4,700. I probably wouldn't play him at that. I didn't realize. Um, Buddy Heald's coming off the bench, but he's still having some good games. He, you know, he had 40. He had a 53-pointer last week. Um, I actually think that all these guys are in place in play for their respective price tags. Barnes hit 40 points one time in the last 10 games. Who? Harrison Barnes has hit 40 fantasy points once at DraftKings. Once in the last 10 games. Um, but he's gotten close. He has a 38. Mm -hmm. There's a 35. Um, you know, if you can get one of those for 5,300, he's always like under 10% owned. Everybody hates Harrison Barnes. Well, there's good, reason there's good reason, too, because uh, he laid a stinker against the Clippers, 14 points, and then he laid a stinker the next night against the Lakers. Uh, he got 11.5 points that night, 19.2, 20.75, 25 his last yeah. outing out against Golden State of all people, and that was a he's close game. He's a guy game. that runs hot and cold though i mean you know like i said 5300 he said 38 34 25 
Um, there's a 20 pointer, and he's got 34, 40. So oh, he's in pretty high. He's 5,300. I think that that's somebody you could consider in your lineups. Bays- four games late. I would probably play Baysmore before I would play Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is a someone who's actually dead to me. Um, Baysmore is too, really. I, I remember when I used to host this show, has called Peachtree Hoops, and Baysmore was playing for the Atlanta Hawks, and it was the year he was doing the Bays gaze, if you remember that, and he was hilarious. He would photobomb everyone. He photobombed Mike Breen, of all people. He, he photobombed David Stern. He, he was hilarious, but... Um, this game is tough. The the one that I, if I'm going to go with a blunder, and I don't really like the Oklahoma City Thunder, and their fan base isn't a big fan of mine either, or of me, I should say, I'm going to roll with Steven Adams, maybe. Um, Steven Adams can handle his business against the Sacramento Kings, I would think. Um, but he is 6,800. That's probably pretty high for him. I mean, he's been higher but there's better options probably at center, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, at, at that price, you know, I I honestly think I'd rather play Alex Lynn Ugh. for 3300 And I'm not saying to play Alex Lynn, but I'm saying Steven Adams for 7 k I'd rather play Alex Lynn for, for 3300 Right, okay, that's fair. You, but I, you shouldn't play Alex Lynn either. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um. He's another one that it's interesting watching him play because he has those nights. You know, he's like every other NBA middle-tier type player. He can have a big night if he's in the right situation, or he can lay a stinker, and more than likely he'll lay a stinker against Steven Adams, I would think. Uh, Steven Adams has actually been really bad at defense this year. Yeah, in well. years past, I, I would I made a rule not to target Steven Adams. But Alex Lynn just isn't getting enough minutes. I mean, I guess he could get enough minutes to pay off a 3300 price tag at 15, 16 minutes, but he's not going to win you a GPP. No, I wouldn't think so. Um, the one there's in this game, and my goodness, uh, Sacramento, Oklahoma City, 223.5 point total. I might fade it. <laughs> now that I look at this even closer, I may fade it. The game I might want to play is the Portland-Indiana game. No Damian Lillard. C.J. McCollum, chalk night. I won't have anything of C.J. against against Indianapolis, or Indiana, I should say. But you know who I would take? The guy I like the best in the whole slate is Malcolm Brogdon at 7,300. Yeah, I think you and everybody else is going to want to sack that game. Um I think it's definitely the best game environment on the slate. Mm-hmm. Um, with no Damian Lillard, that it opens up a lot of value. Ariza and Carmelo and um, Gary Trent Jr. Sometimes Simons. So I mean, there's there's a lot of good value there. I think that it's going to be the chalk game of the night. Um, I like a lot of plays from there too, especially the the Indianapolis side. Um, I also like Brogdon. I won't play Aladipo until we see him actually have a good game. I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually not convinced that he's the same player. Well, I mean, yeah, if you've watched him, yeah, I mean he's he's gotten a ton of usage. He's the highest usage on the team. His minutes have gone up, but he's still terrible. And they keep raising his price for some reason. He's 6,200 now. Right. Um, but somebody that I really like is T.J. Warren. You know, he's had a couple big games here. 
Um, he's really became somebody that they're relying on recently, and he should see Carmelo Anthony for most of the game. Um, so TJ Warren is, is somebody that I'll take um, a lot of tomorrow no, he's, night. Yeah, he's got immense upside. I like TJ Warren too. I like TJ Warren a lot better when Oladipo was hurt, but uh, he's going to get his minutes. He's going to have to. And Portland is a dumpster fire when it comes to defense. They're awful. And, and now without C, with C.J. McCollum out there, guard play for Indiana is at a premium. If you're a guard for the Indiana Pacers tonight, you're going to sleep early. You're going to get your rest <laughs> because you want to be fresh so you can take it to these defensiveless Portland Trailblazers. They're awful. Yeah, I'm, I'm not against Miles Turner tomorrow night either. I'm not and against I, I that, that at all. Oh, no, no, that's a good play because, you know, here, Hassan Whiteside, he's had a good year. But if you remember, when he played for Miami, they, they really despised him there because all he would do is go for blocks and leave his spot in the paint, and teams would feast on him and feast on Miami. And they were happy to get rid of him. Portland can't get anyone to come play for them, so they were pretty excited to get him. I mean, but do you have any Hassan Whiteside love tomorrow? Uh, I like Whiteside as well. Um, as long as he's not going to be really popular, which on a four-game slate, uh, that's a really relative term. Right. But he's just been a double-double machine this year. I mean, he's actually had a double-double in seven straight games. Um and they're high, like, you know, 18 points, 19 rebounds, 16 points, 17 rebounds, 19 points, 12 rebounds. You know, the matchup really doesn't matter for him. Not that Miles Turner is anybody special. And his price tags came down a little bit at 8,800. He's been up there in the 9Ks for right. a while. Um, so as far as a price thing, you know, I'd rather play Whiteside at 8,800 than Steven Adams at, at 6,800. Um, so I think that's something that you can definitely consider. If you're fading McCollum, I would want Whiteside. I think that with no Lillard, you want one of those two guys in most of your lineups. The guy I want in my lineup is Rajon Rondo tomorrow night at $3,500 against the putrid Golden State backcourt defense. Rondo's going to play 35 minutes tomorrow night. If Rondo plays 35 minutes at 3500 he'll smash. I mean, that's for sure. You know, anytime he ever gets minutes and he's motivated, he, he crushes. Um, 3500 for Rondo on a four-game slate's not bad. I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards um, Toscano Anderson, even though he had a bad game. He had those two big games back-to-back. Um, he's only 3900 I'm not going to play him, but I, I would imagine that he's going to be a chalk value option. Um a guy that I do really like regularly is Andrew Wiggins, unfortunately. He's just one of those guys that blows up for 50, 60 fantasy points. Um, not very often, but often enough to where, you know, I'll, I'll keep playing him in a lineup or two when he's out and he's not chalk. So as long as everybody doesn't hop on him, which I don't see why they would in a bad matchup against the Lakers, I think that Andrew Wiggins, 7,200, could be... You know, that piece that comes in low-owned and has 60 points and, and wins you a GPP tomorrow night. See, without LeBron James in the lineup, their defense gets worse. I know that's hard to believe, but it's true. And if Anthony Davis doesn't play, Wiggins is chalk. Yeah, I, I would hope that Anthony Davis plays. If Anthony Davis plays, I'm probably building my lineups around him. 
um, just as, um, like I said, you know, the smaller the slate, the more important raw points are. Um, Anthony Davis is the only bet on the entire slate that can get you 70-plus fantasy points. Oh, absolutely. So, I agree with that. But, you know, and he's always listed as questionable, but hes I, I just saw on Twitter he's probable. So, yeah, I think he's the guy. He's going to be owned like Joel Embiid in the showdown, 98%. Everyone and their mother is going to have him. And that that's why I, I might fade him. Um, I would say that, you know, if ownership's going to be up above like 60%, maybe fade him, but I really don't think so with McCollum at 9k and not a lot of value. I think that, I think a lot of people is going to play McCollum over Anthony Davis, um, which would be dumb. I mean, yeah, that'd be a complete mistake because the Indiana Pacers play defense and McCollum can't handle that. Yeah. I, I think that McCollum's going to be, um, Pretty high on the slate, and Sabonis. I think a lot of people are going to play play Sabonis. I think a lot of people are going to play McCollum. I think a lot of people are going to play Whiteside. I think a lot of people are going to stack the high price pieces from that game. And I think that a lot of the people that play Anthony Davis are going to have a lot of those bad value guys in there, like Toscano Anderson. And so I think that there might actually be um, maybe even a little edge in having Anthony Davis if you don't spend up for the other high-priced players on this slate to go with him. That makes sense. You know, um, I think a sneaky play tomorrow night would be Alex Caruso, too, because without LeBron James, and who knows what Rondo's going to do, you never really know what Vogel's going to do with Rondo. Rondo could wake up on the wrong side of the bed and decide he doesn't want to play. And But he, he was awesome against the Celtics. But Alex Caruso is a fan favorite. And he did get a few extra minutes the other night. He plays well, and he's only $3,400. Now, he might be the gamble. Um, I really like Kyle Kuzma when one of the two forwards miss. On any time that LeBron or Anthony Davis misses, I really I really like to play Kuzma. Um, his minutes usually bump up to 30-ish minutes, and he's shown this year and last year that if he gets 30 minutes, that he's very capable of 35, 40 fantasy points. So at 3,900, even if he's a little chalky, that's probably my preferred value play on the on the slate. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let me see. There's a couple of other names here. We've gone through pretty much. Now, another play that could be interesting, and we go back to the Knicks and the Philadelphia 76ers, Alfred Payton. Um, Philadelphia's having a hard time, and if uh, they don't have Embiid, and they already don't have Simmons, Alf Payton could go off on them. Yeah, I've been targeting guards um, against the 76ers since Simmons has been out. I mean, they have a terrible, terrible um, defensive guard duo between Korkmaz and Jake Milton. Um, So, I mean, really shooting guards and point guards are both totally in play. I think R.J. Barrett, for 5,800 is also another um, good play in that game. If you can't get up to the 7K for Peyton, I I don't think that paying 5,800 for Barrett's bad. If Embiid plays or doesn't play, I like Mitch Robinson at 5K. And um, uh, that's probably it. I mean, some of the... Oh, Mo Harkless is there now, and he's in the starting lineup. He's been starting for the Knicks. And he's 3,100 still. Um, so I think that's another really good value option. Yeah, it can be. But, 
you need him to do a little extra because, you know, sometimes he has his nights and sometimes he doesn't. Like, he hasn't had a, you know, since he's been with the Knicks, I don't think he's broke 20 fantasy points. Um, Was he with the Knicks on February 5th? No, I don't think so. Then no, he is not. But, I mean, for 3,100, you know, that's pretty much stone cold minimum. Um, and on a four-game slate, if I can get 15, 16 fantasy points from him, which, you know, he has done in two of the last three games, um, that might be something that I would consider. I mean, I'd have to look at the build and see, you know, what that allows me to get. But, you know, 16 fantasy points for a 3K on a four-game slate isn't the worst. I mean, on a, on a big 11-game slate, that would completely destroy your lineups. But on, on, like I said, on these smaller slates where it's raw points more important to get that salary relief all the way down at 3K and so get 16 fantasy points, I, I don't think it's a bad play. For Cam Korkmaz is going to be a good play because half the damn 76ers are hurt. 4,400 at DraftKings. They won't be able to handle him. Somebody's going to have to score for Philadelphia, especially if Embiid's out. And it looks, Tobias Harris for me. Yeah, and it looks that way. It actually looks that way. And don't forget, they're playing tonight. So that's the second game of a back-to-back, and he has to fly. I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I like Korkmaz because he's European and he can shoot. And I like teams who can – I like players who can shoot. Another value play at shooting guard or small forward would be Danny Green for the Lakers. Icy hot. Sometimes he's icy. Sometimes he's hot. But he's only 3,700. And you know he's going to get minutes tomorrow night against Golden State. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that's a bad play at all. I think he might be all right. Contavious um, yeah. Caldwell-Pope might be a good play tomorrow night too because, again, with LeBron James out, they're going to be looking for that scoring. So whoever gets hot, Vogel's going to ride. And if it's Caldwell-Pope, and he can go off too. And let's not forget, Golden State is not a good defensive team. They're a lottery team for a reason. They don't have anybody. And I think Draymond Green's actually out too, right? Uh, he was the other day. I don't know if he's been confirmed out. I think he's still questionable. Um, but I think it's a front of a back-to-back. And it, if Steph's going to come back on Friday, I think they'd probably rather have Green play then instead of you know tomorrow night. Well, I think he I would be my best guess. Now, I heard that Steph Curry wasn't coming back until March, till the first week of March. Sunday would be Sunday. I just I just looked at it. Yep, he he's expected to come back on Sunday. Yeah, so I was wrong. They that. said he needed a couple more ga- days to uh, get right. So then you got. I actually got, read. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. You just read. Something. I, I was going to say, I actually read that um, he still doesn't have full feeling in his hands. And and this one hand, they're they're pushing him back, so I think that's kind of a sketchy spot uh, for him to come back in. I I mean I don't know why he'd rush back if if that's true when they're so terrible this year. Well, they can get that lottery pick, and they're going to have a good team coming back next year. Um, is there anybody else that you like that we haven't talked about yet? No, I think that's it. There's not much. Dennis Schroeder against the Sacramento second team because that second team isn't that good. 
Schroeder. Yeah, for fifty-five, for fifty-five hundred, I think he's doable. That's another guy that I, I guess he does have a ceiling. He hasn't shown it recently, but um, he had four straight forty-point games at the end of Feb or at the end of January. Right. Uh, so at fifty-five hundred, that's that's something to consider. On a four-game slate, you really have to consider everything. I mean, it's more about. Um, making a lineup that's, like I said, going to get you the most raw points than considering ownership and things like that. I mean, when you get to these small slates like this, um, you know, there's nothing sneaky and everything's in play because there's so few options. So, I mean, unless some real value opens up, I mean, you, you kind of have to consider everything. I mean, for me, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to prioritize Anthony Davis um, and some of those mid-priced Sacramento um, Thunder guys. And from there, I mean, you really just have to consider whatever will fit in your lineup, I think. There's, let yeah, me see, the- one more player I've got here. Uh, where was he? I'm trying to see. Um, I, I, I think uh, the kid for Portland, Anthony Simmons, he might be, or Simons, he might not be bad tomorrow night. Because I got this feeling that Indiana's going to smash them, and I think he might get some play, and that's at 3,600. But it is a, it's a weird slate, and it, it might be worth a fade. <laughs> I may just not even do it. I don't know. We'll have to see, but it should be interesting. And you don't have anybody else? Um, no, I don't think so. And, I mean, I kind of agree with you. Usually, even on these smaller slates, there's, like, a play that I'm really confident in that I think um, will be really overlooked. But I don't think there's anything like that. I think that the winning lineup will have six or seven really chalky guys and then one or two, maybe 15 20% owned. And it might even be one where the top GPP is split by 10 or 15 people, to be honest with you. I mean, there's just... There's not a lot to love about this slate with all the stars out on it. Yeah, that's a tough if, one. If, if, Embiid, if Embiid misses, there's just there's not a lot of diversity. And um, I think you're definitely going to have to nail your value pick. What, whatever you pick for value, you're going to have to nail it, and it's going to have to be different than what everybody else plays. Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. You know, you've got guys like Alec Burks because, again, Philadelphia is coming off a, a second game of a back-to-back, so Burks might be in play. And then you've got uh, Avery Bradley for the Los Angeles Lakers. He could be in play. I mean, I actually think, I was just looking through, seeing if I thought I could find something. I think that maybe Markeith Morris for the Lakers with no LeBron. I don't know if he's going to be chalky or not. You know, he was terrible his first game, you know, with the team. He only had seven fantasy points in 15 minutes. But again, at minimum... If he's going to see 20, 25 minutes with no LeBron, I think that that's a spot that can really work out. And JaVale McGee is also 3K. You know, He's one of those guys that just occasionally goes off for 30, 35 fantasy points. And Golden State's pretty terrible against centers. I would say that McGee for 3K is also not the worst play. Well, no. You see, when you really try to look at it, it becomes difficult because Marquise Chris is not going to stop anybody. He can't even stop himself. And... That's a good play. I mean, three thousand bucks because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to find two players relatively cheap to squeeze all these other guys in there if you want to crack a GPP. That's just the way it is with this slate, and it is strange. 
Kyle Kuzma is $3,900 tomorrow, and he'll be starting for sure. Yeah, I would say now that I've looked at everything, um, I think the ideal lineup build is going to be the the Lakers' value. Um, I think that there's, you know, four legitimate options underneath 4K. I mean, I think Kyle Kuzma at 3,900, Rondo at 3,500, uh, Markeith Morris at 3,100, McGee at 3K are all really um, viable options on this four-game slate. They get the best matchup on the slate. And like I said, I, I mean, I think that you can jam in two or three of them with no LeBron and get, you know, anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes apiece from them. Um, so I think that for your for your value, you're going to want to stack the, these cheap Lakers guys under 4K. Absolutely. You're going to have to. I think you're right. And, and it's a great late night hammer. I'll tell you what, we'll have plenty of stuff and content at Win Daily Sports. We've got our golf stuff up. You want to get a hold of that. That's a 5 a.m. Uh, start time or a lock time, so that ought to be interesting. But we have everything there. $19.99 a month gets you everything, gets you our sports betting picks. I was 3-0 and yesterday. Big money, some people won. We've got everything that you could possibly need. All you have to do is come over and sign up. Join our Discord. Guys are winning lots of money in our Discord chat room. $19.99. For David Hess, I'm Phil Nasons. Thanks for listening to the Win Daily Podcast.